Well, hello everyone, Ashton Carter here with the Wander On Podcast episode, drumroll please, episode two. And today's podcast, we'll be talking about intuition. Yes, intuition. I believe that we all have this ability within us, intuition. And there have been many stories about people learning to cultivate their intuition and really paying attention to the, I'd like to say, the still small voice within ourselves. So brace yourself for a really interesting conversation. And this podcast starts in four, three, two, and one. So, welcome everybody to um, this podcast, and let's get right into this conversation because I believe that intuition is something that we all innately have within us, and for me, intuition is an integral part of my life. I believe for me that intuition has guided me in ways that I couldn't even start to imagine. I liken it to a, it's a gut feeling, or it's a hunch, or it's a impression that I might have. Um, I recently looked up an article uh, in the, on the internet um, and their definition of intuition and it says this, it's a noun, the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. And I think that's a beautiful explanation of what intuition is, because it's not something that comes from your mind. You know the mind, the chatter, the chatter part of you, that part that says, eh, the, the, the voice in your head. It's something that's for me, um, it guides me. It's a guide, or as I refer to it, as the internal GPS. And um, I wanted to play you this clip from Deepak Chopra. Deepak, Deepak. Oh my gosh, I'm getting my words all mixed up. And here's his definition of what intuition is. Take a listen to this. The question that was asked is, what is intuition? So intuition is a very interesting form of intelligence, which is beyond the rational mind. And actually when you're experiencing intuition, your prefrontal cortex, the front part of your brain lights up. And intuition is a form of intelligence that is contextual, relational, holistic. It doesn't have a windows orientation, eavesdrops on the context on the larger mind. And in spiritual traditions, intuition literally eavesdrops on the mind of the universe. Uh, it's therefore non-local, non-local correlation. And one of the best ways to exercise or develop your own intuition is to learn to still the mind, ask a question, feel the body. And soon you'll be able to decipher the messages in your body in first yes and no terms, like a digital code. 
and later you even be able to decipher the sensations into your own uh, stories and sentences. Uh, do know that if you're feeling fear or if you're feeling agitated or if you're concerned about something, then that may not be intuition, that may just be your anxiety. Intuition should come in the pure clarity of silence and uh, should uh, actually guide you into spontaneously making evolutionary choices. Now, isn't that an interesting definition from Deepak Chopra around what he believes to be um, intuition and the way that he explains it? It's to me when I hear him speak that it's really clear. It's very clear. When he poses the question of closing your well, closing your eyes, asking yourself a question in your mind, and then trusting whatever is um, the senses that you have um, within yourself to provide you with an answer, and I think that's really, really fantastic, um, really, really great. So thank you, Deepak for that wonderful, clear and concise explanation into what is intuition. So this week I was reading this really interesting article from the Huffington Post and they are talking about the 10 things highly intuitive people do differently. And these are the things that I certainly have noticed when I'm engaging in or paying attention uh, to my intuition. And here is the 10 things that people in touch with their intuition do differently. Number one, they listened to that inner voice. And I believe that inner voice for me is something that's already within us, as I explained at the beginning of the podcast. But as babies, we intuitively we're in touch with we're in touch with our intuition, and I believe as we get as we um, grow up, and we get influenced by society, we start to lose that gift. And somewhere along the line, we start to pick up on that, and and then we start to notice things. And then what starts to happen after that? Um, some of us, consciously or unconsciously unco or unconsciously, actually don't even realize that they're engaging in their intuition. It's that little still voice that says, when you walk into your, a room, say for instance, and you just think, and you can gauge the mood of the room, that is what I call part of intuition. Or when you meet somebody and you just feel as if something's off and it's not coming from your head or from your mind, but it's coming from your, I'd like to say from your gut, or from your senses, something that's just saying, mm. have you ever noticed when you have met somebody and you just don't like them, but you don't know why, but there's something about them? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's intuition in place. So the first, they listen to that inner voice. Number two, they take time for solitude. And I think that's really, really interesting because I know that I take a lot of time in solitude so that I can really get in touch with my intuition. And it is a really great way to really cultivate and start to learn to pay attention to that little, I like to call it the little still small voice 
within me that says this and that. But it's a very gentle, still, small voice. It's not the voice that's like, rah, rah, you know, that's um, constantly at you, so to speak. Often, highly intuitive people, the things that they do differently, they create. So that means that they are incredibly creative. And that's another way that you can boost your intu intuition. I think that's really, really interesting. Here's another thing that highly intuitive people do differently. They practice mindfulness. Mm. And I think that's a huge key for me. So whether that's mindfulness or whether that's meditation, I think those things are very key because why? It will help you to still the mind so that you can listen to the inner voice. So it's really to filter out that mental chatter, that yada yada, rah, rah, rah. that's what it feels like for me. Okay, here's another really great thing that happens is they observe everything. Yes, we do. We observe everything. And we notice everything. And I think that's very, very key um, that you notice everywhere. It's like a, your level of awareness has been turned up and it's been increased. And you become very aware of your surroundings, very aware of your surroundings. Um, they listen to their bodies. So they pay attention to their gut feelings when something's not right. They feel deeply connected with others. That's very true. That's very true from from my observation is that I'm very in tune um, and connected to people. Continuing from the last um, segment about the 10 things highly intuitive people do differently. One of the things that we they do is that they pay attention to their dreams. And yes, paying attention to your dreams is really a great way to get in touch with your mind's unconscious thinking processes. So I find that really fascinating because both dreams and intuition spring from the unconscious mind. And so there's a really wonderful way that you can begin to tap into this part of your mind by paying attention to your dreams. And so, you know, at night when you're dreaming, you're receiving information from the unconscious or that intuitive part of your brain. And if you're in tune to your dreams, you can get a lot of information about how you can apply that to your life. That's really fascinating. Here's another thing that highly intuitive people do differently. They enjoy plenty of downtime. That's something that I definitely do, is to take um, time out from the constant busyness, the um, us living in a multitasking society. And we're, you know, constantly connected to digital devices and Often that leads to stress and burnout. And so by spending downtime doing things in nature, having fun with friends and family, um, 
what I've noticed in that is that allows us to acknowledge the difference to ourselves or in ourselves because you know the problem is that we we are simply too busy so taking time out to spend time with yourself particularly in nature water because what tends to happen is when you're out in nature is that you turn inwards and you start to hear that still small voice that says hey how you doing how you doing okay here's another thing they're mindful uh, and they let go of negative emotions particularly strong ones yeah because from my experience um they can cloud they often cloud your intuition and many of us know that when we feel you know not ourselves when we're upset um then uh, we we are i truly believe we're we are disconnected from our intuition and then we need to learn to be friends with um our emotions that's not to say that um, int intuitive people um, don't get upset um, with other people. No, 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 absolutely not. But from my understanding, your intuition will fare better um, if you're able to mindfully accept and let go of the negative emotions. Um, so you're not suppressing or you're dwelling on them. So that is the 10 things highly intuitive people do differently. And that's really fantastic. Thanks very much, Huffington Post, for that wonderful article. Well, thank you everybody for joining in so far in this really fascinating discussion around intuition and what is intuition. And we've had a few examples of from people and explaining to us um, what intuition is and how people use intuition or how they cultivate intuition. And I want to play you this audio clip on the power of intuition. So take a listen to this. Your heart is the most powerful part of your body. It has tremendous intelligence and knows more than you can imagine. Cultivating a strong sense of intuition will be one of the greatest practices you can master in life, which comes from quieting the mind and listening to your heart space. The heart is approximately 60 times greater electrically and 5,000 times stronger magnetically than the brain. It also includes a system of 40,000 neurons, which some researchers call the heart brain. The more you listen to it, the greater your sense of intuition will become. Your heart will never steer you wrong. You will eventually have so much trust in your intuition that you'll spend hardly any time fretting over whether you made the right decision or not. Over time, you will intuitively know what the right thing to do is and act upon it swiftly. It's like being guided by a higher energy, one you can totally rely on. It will of course leave you way outside your comfort zone, which is where our heads can get in the way sometimes. But courage like anything can become second nature with enough practice. 
Of course, it isn't about ignoring your brain altogether, but creating balance and making your heart the dominant force in your everyday life. With this practice, you can begin to initiate the mastery of your heart-mind connection. When you act upon your heart's guidance and give it your absolute best, you can rest knowing you did the right thing and as best you could. The rest is up to God, as they say. If you don't get exactly what you wanted the first time, it doesn't necessarily mean you made a mistake. It just means it's part of your growth before the real thing comes along. The past doesn't exist and the future hasn't happened yet. Live in the present and your depression and anxiety will start to fade away. When you have a keen sense of intuition, you will learn how to go after your ambitions and not fall too hard when you fail along the way. If you can learn to stay in the moment and listen to your heart with a quiet mind, you will have harnessed two of the most powerful practices imaginable and therefore enjoy the greatest that life has to offer. But living in the present isn't easy. It's a long, hard discipline that takes much time to master. It requires constant mindfulness at first, but can become second nature over time. Whenever you find yourself drifting off, thinking about the past or the future, use the command, be here now, with conviction. Drifting off and indulging in fantasies may be appealing, and indeed serves a purpose up to a certain point, but the present moment almost always bears the greatest joy. Think less, feel more. I've mentioned the power of intuitive dreams in some of my other videos, but what about daydreams? Believe me, these aren't just totally random. Pay attention to your next few daydreams. Your intuition might be trying to tell you something. Sometimes we experience intuition as a faint feeling or flash of imagery. Follow it, no matter how faint. You'll be surprised how far the smallest nudge can lead you. When you learn to trust your intuition, you will learn to trust yourself, and life becomes very easy. You know you're always being led to the highest possible path. It just takes practice and bravery. The biggest challenge most of us face is getting outside of our comfort zone, but this too can become second nature with enough practice. If you can be one of the rare people who is comfortable with being uncomfortable, life will be a fun adventure for you. Spend time meditating and focusing your energy towards your heart space. Listen and see what pops up. It just takes practice. The guidance will become clearer and clearer over time. Try this experiment. Write down a question on a piece of paper, one you'd really like an answer to. Spend one minute quieting the mind, then without thinking, write down the answer. Don't think, just write. See what comes up and keep focusing on how your heart feels when writing. With enough practice, you'll be amazed at the answers that pop up. Some would say this is direct communication with the God Force energy that lives within us, like talking to God. This practice has provided me with much guidance over the years, and many profound answers that have assisted me along my journey. The next time you're stuck with a decision to make, imagine one outcome than the other, whilst listening to your heart. One choice should generate a greater feeling from within than the other. You'll know which one is the right choice if you listen closely enough. Your heart wants you to grow, not seek the easiest route possible. So be prepared to step into the unknown, where the real fun happens. Thanks for watching guys, I'll see you in the next video. Wow, that was really fascinating, wasn't it? Really, really interesting. The power of intuition from the light space and we'll be back in a few moments. And so welcome back everybody to the Wonder On podcast. That was a beautiful song from Anor and uh, called Haere Mai. Welcome to my shore. A beautiful Kiwi uh, singer by the name of Tahisha. Uh, she's the main vocal for that song. Um, beautiful song, just absolutely love the song to share that beautiful music with you all and so this comes to the end of today's episode 
I really hope that you found this really interesting and really informative and that it will start you to think about what intuition is for you and how you can start to nurture and to cultivate uh, intuition and to start to embed that into your life. Like I say, we all have intuition and it is something that, as I mentioned before, that guides my life. I truly pay attention to my intuition and it's like a muscle. If you haven't used a, a certain muscle, say like in your arms, the more that you use it, the stronger that it becomes. And so I liken it to intuition. It's a muscle that you use. So thank you everybody for joining in today's podcast. We will see you next time. Goodbye. And see you later.